As of the night of Wednesday, August 16th, 2023, the destructive wildfires in the Hawaiian island Maui have nearly been contained, with some of Lahaina still smoldering. AP News reported on public schools reopening and traffic resuming on major roads. But this hesitant return to normal life comes during active rescue and recovery efforts. And after at least 110 people died due to the fires, marking the Maui wildfires as the deadliest in modern United States history. While the direct cause of the wildfires has not yet been ascertained, AP News writes that videos of downed power lines are being gathered as evidence in a class action suit against Hawaiian Electric Company for not shutting off the power amid high wind warnings and keeping it on even as dozens of poles began to topple. Disaster Response has begun to work through the damage and help evacuees recover from medical emergencies. The number of deaths caused by the Maui wildfires is likely to grow as search crews look through neighborhoods, some in which flames moved as fast as a mile a minute. President Biden will travel to Hawaii next week and has pledged to give the state, quote, everything it needs, end quote. Meanwhile, hundreds of federal emergency management agency personnel are on the ground, but the Washington Post explains that Native Hawaiians have led grassroots efforts, saying the government is lagging. Non-Native nonprofits have also flown in to aid efforts, including Direct Relief, a nonprofit which works to provide disaster relief and emergency medical assistance in the U.S. and abroad, founded here in Santa Barbara. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, on the ground in Maui, currently coordinating our response here. Um, it's it's interesting because, uh, you know, uh, a lot of the island looks like normal life, right? It's uh, going about its normal business, albeit maybe more subdued and, uh, and more uh, reflective. Uh, but clearly, uh, when we look at the area around Lahaina, um, it's completely devastated. I mean, that town is being completely destroyed at this point. To learn more about disaster relief efforts, I spoke to the U.S. Director of Emergency Response for Direct Relief, Leighton Jones, who's currently working out of Maui to assist those affected and work with local partners. Here's Leighton explaining Direct Relief's mission. Yeah, Direct Relief's mission is to support healthcare partners on the ground. So we resource them with uh, free medications, prescription over-the-counter, and medical supplies to ensure that um, patient care continues as it was uh, pre-disaster and any disaster-caused healthcare needs are uh, responded to in an effective way. We know that, you know, people with healthcare conditions pre-disaster, uh, often the disaster, we see the healthcare conditions deteriorate because of the disaster, uh, because of evacuations or living in a shelter or just the general stress of uh, coping with uh, loss after a disaster. And clearly we've seen in this particular disaster, um, the loss has been acute and severe. Uh, and so we anticipate and we're seeing a lot of those uh, healthcare uh, needs uh, come to the forefront. I asked Leighton if they were focusing most of their efforts in the Lahaina area, as that is where much of the intense damage is concentrated. Yeah, great question. Uh, it's really spread out around the island. So obviously, a lot of the people who are able to escape from Lahaina have evacuated to other parts of the island. So we're seeing a lot of uh, shelters open across the island of Maui. Uh, where we're supporting our partners in delivering healthcare there. Um, but we're also seeing mobile healthcare around Lahaina. And as the days go on uh, post uh, the fire, we're going to see re-entry into Lahaina, people going in to retrieve whatever they can, if, if anything at all, 
Um, so we're going to see healthcare needs in terms of safety and security around the, those issues. Um, so it's a little bit of everywhere. Uh, we're also seeing the knock-on effect of uh, healthcare facilities that were in Lahaina being destroyed. And so then people needing to find their healthcare in other places on the island. So that increases the surge in patients at other healthcare facilities throughout Maui. So uh, it really is across the whole island that this is being impacted and the impact is being felt. Right. And in terms of healthcare, like what are the resources evacuees and others in the area seem to need the most? So initially, the needs are, uh, you know, very much um, uh, first aid, those like really initial uh, healthcare needs that you might uh, think of after a disaster. But then we're seeing more things like acute conditions that get exacerbated after disaster and having to prepare prepare for that, Uh, people missing doctor's appointments. And so their healthcare is deteriorating after that because they've been evacuated or their healthcare provider is no longer there, Their, their surgery or clinic has been destroyed. Uh, we know of a number of clinics that were destroyed in Lahanai, so that um, that uh, exacerbates some of that too. So, so initially, it's those kind of first aid, um, real um, um, emergency needs, but pretty soon it becomes just chronic healthcare conditions that we're looking at. So things like insulin, hypertension, um, heart conditions, and things like that. Even cancer treatments, um, we're seeing those kind of issues across the island. As of Wednesday, the New York Times reports that at least a thousand people are still unaccounted for. State and local officials, cadaver dogs, as well as local organizations and volunteers are still searching among ruins. I asked Leighton to tell me about Direct Relief's work helping with search and rescue, and he told me about their role in supporting the search, as well as search and rescue personnel themselves. Okay, and tell me about the search and rescue efforts, how they've been going. Yeah, so I actually met with the uh, search and rescue team uh, a couple of days ago, and uh, we're supporting them in a pretty significant way. Um, We support search and rescue after disasters uh, in many different locations across the U.S., particularly in California. So this is kind of one of the things that we do at Direct Relief. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of, um, you know, this is a very difficult job for search and rescue personnel going through these these remains of these houses and, and finding deceased individuals. Um, uh, as you can imagine, that is just very harrowing. Um, so one of the things that um, we're concerned about is supporting the search and rescue personnel, uh, not only with what they need to perform their jobs, but also caring for them um, in the long term. So one of the things that uh, I actually did yesterday was um, we were very instrumental in supporting the search and rescue team in Butte County um, after the campfire in Paradise in Northern California. Um, so yesterday I um, offered to the Maui search and rescue team to connect them with the search and rescue team in Butte County because they've been through a very similar uh, wildfire experience in Paradise. Uh, and that connection was made yesterday so they can support each other, kind of lean on each other, learn from each other's experiences. And um, potentially that can be a relationship that um, can last for, for many months and years to come as they have experienced a very similar uh, experience. Uh, and leaning on one another will be very important going forward. And it says on your guys' website that Direct Relief works with um, a lot of vetted local groups. I wanted to ask which local groups you guys are working with and how you're collaborating during this disaster response. Yeah, this is actually, I think, one of the strengths of Direct Relief. Um, We have partners on the ground 
a pre-disaster. We work with them all the time. We resource them in terms of their daily operations with uh, medications and medical supplies uh, throughout the year. So when disasters like this happens, we already have this network of local providers who know their local communities, who are a part of their local communities. We're not flying in from California with teams of new people who are going to be here for a couple of weeks and then leave. We're resourcing these community groups that are there all the time, that will be there for years to come. They're part of the community. So um, we're, we're, for instance, we're resourcing uh, groups like the Community Clinic of Maui, uh, Healthy Mothers, Healthy Babies, which is based here in, in Maui and throughout Hawaii. Um, we're resourcing the Native Hawaiian Health Center, for instance. So Maui Search and Rescue is another example. So these groups that are integral to their community, they were before this fire, they will be for many, many years after the fire. We're hoping to resource them, which um, is a much better disaster response model. For more context on their response efforts, I asked about the demographics of whom Direct Relief has largely been helping. Right. Have the demographics you've been helping largely been like Native Hawaiians or has it kind of been all across the board? Uh, that's a good question. I, I would say it's all across the board. Obviously, uh, the people displaced are the community in Lahanai. Um, a lot of them are Native uh, Hawaiians. We are assisting uh, the Native Hawaiian Health Center, too, in supporting them with resources. So um, it, it is uh, all across the board, kind of Native Hawaiians, um, residents who live here full time, um, people who are displaced and people who uh, are feeling the impacts across the island of Maui. While the fires have largely been contained, the devastation is left behind, and the full extent of the damage remains unknown. According to the Washington Post, the fires began August 7th and 8th, caused billions of dollars worth of damage, and burned nearly 3,000 structures, creating an immediate housing shortage around Lahaina. Maui's recovery won't be easy. I asked Leighton Jones what the goal of direct relief was. He explained that they're still in the response phase as the situation continues to evolve. Um, what are Direct Relief's goals in Maui? Like, do you plan to hand out a specific number of kits and other emergency items? Or is this a situation the nonprofit is adjusting to? Yeah, I mean, in a disaster like this, you know, obviously we're, we're still in the uh, response phase. So things change daily. So it's hard to know. Um, uh, in terms of those numbers, we've already shipped in, uh, a lot of resources uh, to Maui. We continue to ship more today and tomorrow, and we will continue doing that as long as we get requests from our local partners. Uh, we're working with the Maui Emergency Management Agency, we're with FEMA uh, and other groups on the ground here to coordinate all of our response and take requests from those uh, agencies too. Uh, we're going to be working in Maui for uh, many, many months to come. Um, maybe even a couple of years uh, in terms of this response. Uh, and again, we continue to support our partners on the ground even after this uh, this disaster uh, in an everyday way. So, All right. And what would you say to a listener at home who's wondering what they can do to help? The best thing, frankly, is monetary donations. I know people you know, want to kind of do a collection of products and things like that, but um, there's a real issue on Maui right now uh, too money, too much incoming in-kind donations, to be fair, and uh, there's limited capacity on Maui to sort through those donations, store them, and receive them. Uh, so the best way to support is really uh, finding an organization, possibly Direct Relief, but another organization that's doing some good work on the ground, 
uh, and really um, supporting them financially. Lastly, Leighton wanted to mention the emotional toll the wildfire has caused in the Maui community. Now, I, I think the only thing I would add would be um, one of the concerns long term is um, you know, mental health support and counseling services. Uh, this has taken a toll in Maui across the island. Um, for those of you, for those people who know Hawaii well, they you, you know it's a very tight knit community. You know, people know everybody, people are related to each other. Uh, it's very community focused um, uh, on the islands here. Uh, and so everybody is feeling this pain across the island, even if they weren't directly uh, connected to um, to the community in Lahaina. Uh, it is still um, it, it's still felt across the island. So I think that um, that emotional toll and emotional care is going to be a long term um, need uh, in this community across the island. to directrelief.org for more information and to donate to the nonprofit. Hawaiian officials have also encouraged people who want to donate monetarily to do so with the Hawaii Community Foundation and Maui United Way. With KCSB News, I'm Zoha Malik. <laughs>